I've been sitting on a fence And it doesn't make much sense Cause you keep me in suspense And you know it Then you promise to return When you don't I really burn Well I guess I'll never learn And I show it If you've got a heart And if you're kind Then don't keep us apart Make up your mind You're undecided now So what are you gonna do? Welcome to this week's installment of the Old Kaiser Radio Show on WFMU. We uh, just heard Django Reinhardt playing the guitar and Beryl Davis doing the singing and the old standard Undecided. Before that, we heard the great Joe Panuti on violin, Eddie Lang on guitar, and they did uh, The Wild Dog. Now, now speaking of dogs, uh, let's talk about another domestic companion animal. Two weeks ago, I extolled the marvels of the Sears built Pouton Shanty. I ordered one because my old Pouton Shanty was falling apart. It was all dilapidated. And uh, the new Pouton Shanty was delivered by handcar within two days. That's right. Free delivery. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the following week, which was last week, we welcomed the Sears Pouton Shanties as a proud sponsor of the Old Codger Radio Show. Uh, Gus Bodenheim, you may recall, did a first-rate product endorsement. I, I mentioned at the time, so, so did Gus, that uh, Sears was offering a special premium, that if you bought a Pouton Shanty kit, Sears would add, at no extra cost, a Sears cat, and it would arrive uh, pre-assembled. Well, my Pouton Shanty arrived, it, it's, a, it's a kit, and it was uh, put together successfully by me, uh, Rummy Delbarton, and Lola Bear Pancake in no time. Sears provided all the necessary uh, glue, thumbtacks, and scotch tape. However, they did not ship a free Sears cat. Instead, <laughs> instead, they included a Sears goat. It's a scentless Nigerian dwarf goat. It's very noisy. Talks a lot. I was very perplexed, but, but I can adjust to unexpected circumstances. Now, now I, I like this goat. He's an excellent companion, and, and it has great taste in music. And what, you know what else about this goat? He smells great. Well, anyway, it, it's a little too big for the litter box. Uh, the, the Sears sent the cat litter box. They just didn't send the cat to go with it. Anyway, the, this goat, one of the reasons I like it is it eats big band 78s. <laughs> Good. Because I hate the big swing bands. I will get its uh, food and accessories and toys at Goat World on uh, Route 22 in Springfield. Maybe, maybe they'll become a sponsor of the Old Codger program. Goat World has a senior bus, so I can get uh, free round-trip transportation. 
Now, this goat, I have not yet named it. So, if you have any suggestions, uh, please pass them along to my assistant, Rollabelle. She is monitoring the comments board that I can't see because I do not use a computer. I have a severe allergy to the Internet. I will accept the best name for this adorable and very affectionate Sears goat. Now, I've, I've been told by some folks that goats are herd animals. This one is herd a lot. Anyway, the herd animals and that if this goat gets lonely, I will have to get another goat so it has a companion. Yeah, that remains to be seen. Anyway, let's get back to the music now. Uh, we got some uh, more music here from, as I played in the last few weeks, Frankie half Pan Jackson on the Old Codger Radio Show on WFMU. When I was a kid down in Louisiana, playing with my little sweetheart Hannah, playing hide and go seek among the sugar cane. Well, I heard my mammy call at the bend of the lane. She said, Jim, man, what do you want, mother? I'm going to town, son, and buy you a suit. And what else, mother? When I come back, you know, darling, I'm going to give you some fruit. Why? She gave me an apple, banana pie, peach, and plum. I started to play on my instrument for Hannah, and then she started to say, Son, great and gal looked at me, she said, I can plainly see. Tears in her eyes, she wanted me to play, can I see? Miss Hannah, she got stuck on the way I played piano. Nice little piano, all for her my apple. I wanted to play a grand opera too. She said, stop it, man. Don't play that stuff for me. I want you to play something good, you fool. Go on and play that piano. She got stuck on the way I played piano. Mm-hmm. Piano said, if you want me to be your penalty, you got to play it, rip it, dance it, bang it, play it, oh, papa, play it for me. I said, yeah, what do you mean you're going to take me home? But you know, man, the tax account is $2 fair. You're going to do what? You're going to put in my stock and the money. No, no, you never do nothing like that to me. I can't stand that kind of a jive. No, but the last man told me to go give me something when I woke up and come home the next morning. I didn't have no legs, socket, and nothing else. If I got another fella, sure I got another fella. Why is he out of town? What am I doing while he's out of town? What do you think old lady Rip Van Winkle is doing while Rip is sleeping? I guess you thought that she was out there in the county played in the sand or doing something like that. All you got to do is just work it for me. Go on and play it and play it all, Papa. Play it for me. Mm-hmm. Hannah, she got crazy the way I played piano. Lord, piano, ought to play her grand opera. Hey, uh, the old music said, Lord, Lord, somebody better come here. Beg, Lord, oh, Miss. Hannah, she went wild about the way I play piano. I mean, daddy piano. You want me to be your offense on key? You got to play it, whip it, bang it, pat it, whip it, and play it all for me.
say, are you sick and tired of your man blowing smoke rings around you whenever you pucker up for a little loving? Does he seem to love that cigar more than he loves you? Tell me about it. Well, have I got good news for you. Now you can enjoy the smooth, sulfuric, picante flavor you've been dreaming about with new Rancho Malariettes, a cigar made just for ladies. Each Rancho Malariette is slowly and tenderly rolled to perfection by the masterful, masculine, and extra-sensitive artisanal hands of young men who can recite all 46 of Jose Marti's Versos Sensilos by heart and Moonlighter's underwear models. So if your beau gives you the cold shoulder but then turns around and wants a little sugar because he paid for dinner, just smile and wrap your lips around a sweet-smelling Rancho Malariette. That'll show him. Run down to the Five and Dime and get yourself some Rancho Malariettes, a cigar made just for ladies. Look for the pink box. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a gal who never wanted to mix into politics. But my country needs me now, cause it's in one awful fix. You men have been running the USA for years, you've had full sway. I think it's a crime and just about time that we women had our way. You men have ignored the women, you've always been unfair. What we need is a woman now in the presidential chair. I ran for president four years ago, but Mr. Truman got in. Like William Jennings Bryan, I keep on trying, and this time I'm going to win. My presidential boom is going to be big and strong. And from now on, you'll hear this campaign song. Sophie Tucker for president, your candidate for 1952. On the day that I'm elected, all you gals have been neglected will be furnished with a lover tried and true. You just vote for Sophie Tucker for president, and I guarantee a better deal for you. You women who have husbands who just go to bed and snore, I'll pass a law, I'll make them be as amorous as of yore. Like Dr. Pepper, they'll be good at 10 and at 2 and at 4. You vote for Sophie Tucker for president, your candidate for 1952. And here is my platform. When I'm elected, I will see to it that we women get our rights. We'll not only have better days, but more enjoyable nights. We've been getting the old one-two from all of you politicians when what we want is greater affection and better loving conditions. We now have government controls on all kinds of merchandise. When I get in, we're going to begin to put controls on all you guys. We'll put a control on every old wolf who's cheating on his spouse, and we'll freeze what he's got to cheat with before he leaves the house. And when it comes to the forgotten man, I'll go one better than Mr. Truman. I'll put every forgotten man with some forgotten woman. And if they need information on that popular indoor sport, instead of the congressional record, I'll send them the Kinsey Report. For the betterment of our widows, you can't beat the Tucker plan. In every closet, a new mink coat and every boudoir man. You may get a widow's pension now, maybe all right. But what good is a pension on a cold and rainy night? What you women need is a guy like Clark Gable to call on you every night at nine 
with a big, long, kosher salami and a bottle of Manischewitz wine. He'll take care of your welfare in a manner you'll adore. And you can call up your psychiatrist and tell him you don't need him anymore. That's why I say we've got to have a woman in the White House. Women are doing everything today. We have women doctors. Hooray for the women doctors! We have women lawyers! Hooray for the women lawyers! We have women plumbers! Hooray for the women plumbers! In fact, there's very little difference between a man and a woman! Hooray for that little difference! Stop your heckling, please. Here is the most important issue. When it comes to the policy of foreign affairs, may I modestly say, I've had a couple of foreign affairs and I handled them okay. I'll take care of those Russian diplomats who do nothing but stall or disagree. Because when I get through with those guys, they'll have no strength to veto me. There's a big difference between war and peace. One fact you can't ignore. No man yet has ever said, I've just had a darn good war. So vote for Sophie Tucker for president. Bad girl. Very fancy the music there. We started out with uh, Frankie. Frankie half Pie Jackson. I'm, I'm so distracted by the goat. We, we may have to tie him up outside. Frankie half Pie Jackson did uh, Hannah Fell in Love with My Piano. Blind Willie Dunn and uh, Lonnie Johnson did a Deep Minor Rhythm. Uh, 
We heard you're new to Bodenheim in there. She was uh, extolling the virtues of Rancho Malariette's Cigars for Ladies, a proud recurring sponsor on the old Casa Radio show. Then we heard a political platform by Sophie Tucker, uh, singing Sophie Tucker for president. And we finished up with uh, a, a tune called Fat Girl by Fats Navarro. Well, a few weeks ago, we listened to an old Kaja program from 2007 by using a prototype of the new, the new patented Del Barton time machine. A consumer model is now available, and we air advertising for this fine sponsor on the old Kaja radio program. Anyway, we later discovered that 16 WFMU listeners who tuned into that program decided to remain in 2007 because they preferred it to 2020. Now, they cannot get back. And we cannot reach them. Their families are very distraught. But each listener to that program, as I understand it, it was explained to me by the WFMU station's uh, attorneys, uh, that everyone who listened to that program had to agree to a, a waiver that indemnifies WFMU and me and, and Del Barton Industries from any damages uh, or mental disturbances, time warps, transport buffering, disappearances, or acts of God. Now, I think there is a loophole in the liability waiver which allows these families to personally sue station manager Ken Friedman. Ken thinks all of his station policies are acts of God. But if you carefully read the uniform code of divine beings, Ken isn't even a minor deity. I'm sure the legal counsels for these families are exploring the possibility of a class action suit against Mr. Friedman. I wish them the best of luck. I'm happy to be called as a witness for the plaintiffs. You can reach me. My phone number is 6 I'm letting you know all this, Bob, by the way, because we are we are about to use the Del Barton time travel apparatus again. Hey, right now, we are going back to October 30th, 1995, when the station was still operating in East Orange, New Jersey, on Springdale Avenue. And we welcomed, on that day, uh, two exciting guests into the studio. The great radio dramatist, that's right, drammer, dramatist, Judson Fountain, and his trusty sidekick, Sander Weisberger. We performed a new radio drama, written especially for Halloween by a fellow named Don Brockway. I was the star, and Judson Fountain and Sander Weisberger played the kind of parts they were renowned for in old-time radio for decades. Anyway, this drama is called this drama is called The Nasty Rumor, so uh, Buckle up as we head forward into the past in this special Halloween rebroadcast made possible by Del Barton Technologies. And while you listen, I'm going to clean up all these goat droppings. This is the the Nasty Rumor on WFMU. Hello, everybody in Radio Land. This is Santa Weisberger. Now here we go again in in Halloween time. Ready for witches, ghosts, goblins, and other strange creatures. So now, we're going to bring you a short drama. Turn out your lights and get set to be shocked.
beyond your wildest imaginations in the way you can only get shocked by radio through your ears, which has an imagination all of their own. Many of you from all different races have written to WFMU and asked for a brand new drama made especially for radio by Justin Fountain and I, Sander Weisberger. Today, your dream comes true as Judson Fountain spins a tale designed to scare you to death. <laughs> and even further, further beyond, as Judson Fountain portrays the nasty rumor. Oh, stop it, Sophie. Sophie, stop it. <laughs> I know you're the last of the Red Hot Mamas, but I need my sleep. Go back to sleep. What? What, what, is, what, is, what is it? Oh, oh, I was having a wonderful dream about my days with Sophie Tucker. Who's interrupting my sleep? Hey, here, here's a public service announcement, you kids. Get out of my yard or I'll turn the sprinklers on. Hey, old Carter. I know you're in there. Now, I told you I won't be here. I would be here tonight, so open the door. Charlie, what time zone are you in, Sonny? Listen, you young punk. I handed out my last X-Lax... Four hours ago, and I'm all out of Gillette's to slip into the apples. Do you know how late it is? Sure, old Karcher. It's midnight. Now I've got things to do, so open the door. You know, when I was your age, I would... Now don't start that. When I was your age, back in the old country, you old Karcher, things have changed. I'm 18 years old. I can live where I want and do what I want. Now, are you... Better open the door. I think you better open the door because I'm moving in. From now on, I'm living here with you. So open the door. Oh, it's you, is it, Johnny? Listen, you young punk. I told you before, the room has been rented. A very nice, very young lady. Oh, she's about 60 or so. She took oh. the room this afternoon. She's the perfect tenant because she only likes old 78 RPM records. And that's all we play around here. With none of that big band crap either. So go trick-or-treat somewhere else and get off my property. Now let me tell you something, old Carter. You'll be sorry you didn't let me rent that room. It's Halloween. And strange things happen. Yeah, the only strange things that happened tonight will be in my next dream. <laughs> featuring the great Connie Boswell and her sister Vet from Immortal 78 RPM recordings on shellac, not vinyl. Not cassette, not eight track or four track, not digital dat. Well, foy, foy, I say foy. You're not bringing that CD player into this bunker, and that's final. What do you know about records the way they're supposed to hear them with scratches and skips? You come see me in 50 years when your CDs featuring the artist formerly known as Prince have got later rot because my 78 RPM sides will still be in fine shape. And maybe I'll, I'll even play you a little ukulele Ike. Because ukulele Ike, that is music. Something you wouldn't know if you tripped on it. Hello again. All of our Radio Land friends, hello again. This is I... Hello. Hello, Mr. Kaja. <laughs> this is I, Sander Weisberger. And it was true. The old man didn't come to the door. He had rented the room earlier in the day to a notorious gun mall named Molly who took the room and said that she would be moving in and not to rent it to anybody else. And so, the old man said, he would rent the room to her. And Molly said she would come back. And sure enough, Molly did come back. And the old man let her in. 
Well, it'll be nice having a youngster like you around. <laughs> what did you say your name was? You know, I told you what my name was. I'm Molly, you knock-kneaded old busset. You take my bags upstairs because I'm Molly. I'm Molly, and I'm moving in, you old you because I'm Molly. <laughs> well, I'm pleased to make your acquaintance, Miss Molly, but I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I've got somebody else who's interested in this room, and a crooked real estate agent is flying in from Thailand, and he's ready to make a deal. He says I can get double what you're paying me, and I've got my eye on a new Victrola for my collection of 78 RPM records. So, <laughs> I... I think you better pay me an extra hundred if you really want this room. He did, did he? Well, old Carter, you go back and tell that real estate agent that Marty said he better go and get his mother and tell him, forget I'm a woman. If he wants to rumble, come on over and bring his mother, too. I'll mop the floor up with both of them, and you can also tell him this. If he starts making any insulting remarks, I send him this little poem. You can talk about, you can rent to my mother, you can rent to my brother, but when you want to rent my room, better take it out with your mother. Uh, well, that's just kind of rough, Molly. I intended for it to be rough. I'm rough on Molly. Well, well, I'll, I'll tell him, Molly, but I don't, I don't think you're like. Hello, everyone in Radio Land. Yep. This is Sandal Weisberger again, your announcer. The codger did tell the crooked real estate agent that he had rented the room to Molly. I can remember him saying... I'm Courtney T. Edison, the old codger, and I'll rent my room to whom I please. Now listen, last night around midnight, your, your client came to my door, and I can remember him saying... Oh, listen, old man. I'm Johnny. I'm 18 years old. Strange things can happen on Halloween, and uh, if Molly rents that room, you can expect a visit from a Halloween old hag at midnight. <laughs> and it was true. There was an old hag. And many people called her the old hag of the rooming house. <laughs> she had a strange, clear voice, and people think she's not human. Some who seen her, especially at night, said they heard strange noises and saw strange creatures going into the house. <laughs> but one thing is agreed upon. She is a very wicked, cruel, evil person, and they never are seen again after she enters that place. Well, oh, it's midnight. Uh, who is it? Oh, God, that horrible voice. That sounds worse than my thrift store copy of the original edition <laughs> of 78 RPM Records for the Jolson story. <laughs> yeah, what do you want, you old hag? Uh, why don't you rent this room to my friend, old Carter? I got some friends here with me. Ah, ah you don't scare me, old hag. I've heard worse. And that door's locked tighter than an overwound Victrola. So you and your so-called friends have a good time out there. You can just sit there and sing along with Mitch if you want, you witch. And you can just sit and rotate at 33 and a third RPM, because that's about your speed. Ah! What did you say? You heard me. 
Now get off my property before I call the Recording Industry Association of America. Oh, gotcha. You have some visitors. We're coming in. Yeah, you, you can't. What? How, how did you? Look, look. Oh, the old hag. That, that young punk, Johnny. And those terrible things. They just floated right through the door. Hey, that was pretty good. I was, you know, I was a, I was a personal friend of Harry Houdini, you know. I taught him everything he knew. And let me tell you, he would have been real impressed by that. And, 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 and another, and another thing. Ah, uh, shut up, old Katja. Let me tell you something, Katja. I've not, I've even robbed boys younger than I. You stole money, cars, sold them. Uh, I could give you a life history about me, but that would shock you. So taking your records collection doesn't mean any more to me than what I've already done. So come on now. Where are the 78 RPM records I want? Oh, so that's it, huh? You've come after my 78 RPM records. Well, you you can't have them. You just try and come and get them. I've got a Louisville slugger right here waiting for all of you. I'm going to hit you out of the park. A grand slam all for you. Do you see this old hag? If you don't know what it is, I'll tell you. It's a, it's a hit of the week cardboard picture disc, 78 RPM of Carmen Lombardo. And I'll fight you to death to keep it. Mm-hmm. Ah! Ah! Well, I've been waiting a long time for someone like you. Look at me. Hey. Look at me. Wait, 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 what's the matter with your eyes? They're, they're, they're grow, growing with a strange bluish light. I, 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 I can't move. What's the matter, old Carter? What's the matter? Uh, the cat got your tongue? Well, well, I can't move. Ah, I, I, yeah, I can't, we can't move. move. Take the racket, young man. Take all of them. Oh, no. Hey, come back. Come back, you young punk. Come back, you old hag. Can't, can't you hear me? Can't you hear what I'm thinking? Hey, come, come back here. Hey, can't you hear what I'm thinking? Come back. Come back. And the old hag did move in, and so did Johnny. And nobody ever saw Molly again. And nobody ever saw the old codger again. Until about two weeks later. And, and nobody ever knew what happened that Halloween night because nobody ever saw the old hag again. Ah, Sandal, or should I say Mr. Weisberger? I've been listening to you and uh, nobody will ever see you again, Sandal. Stay, Stay back. Keep away from me. Keep away from me. I'm just the announcer. Keep away from me. Stay out of Radio Land, you old hag. Uh, uh, <laughs> you have been listening to The Nasty Rumor, written and especially written especially for radio by Don Brockway, directed by Judson Fountain. I, Sandra Weisberger, played the announcer. The old codger was played by himself. And Johnny, Molly, and the old hag were played by Judson Fountain. 
Tom, as always, was played by Bill Apter. This is Sandor Weisberger, again saying we hope you all enjoyed this radio drama. And thank you again for listening in. Okay, you old codger. Thank you.
Very opened up that set with uh, the radio drama by, uh, by Don Brockway, starring Judson Fountain and Sandra Weisberger. And yours truly. It's called a nasty rumor. Courtesy of the Del Barton Time Machine from October 30th, 1995. Then we heard the jaunty sounds of Miff Mole and his little molars with Roses of Picardy. And then Stan Getz, uh, the Don't Worry About Me, produced by my old friend Teddy Rigg, a mountain of a man. This is WFMU, I'm the old codger, and this month the radio station is conducting a fundraiser so they can pay the salaries of the speech police. I'm sorry, I mean the Language Guidance Advisory Committee. These experts they had to hire recently to prevent me from using the word Indian on the radio. Each of them, there are six of them, each of them is paid $110,000 for advising the staff what terms they can no longer utter on the radio without giving offense to somebody, to, to anybody. Anyway, if you were listening last week, you know that we reached... On the old college program, we reached our fundraising goal. So we figured we had done our job and we could devote the remaining shows in October to playing more fine music instead of standing here shivering in the cold, holding a tin cup, metaphorically speaking, of course. However, Ken Friedman, station manager, stole some of the money and now we have to reach the goal again. That was my money because I am not a team player. It's not enough that I have to share the airwaves with a bunch of hippies who wouldn't know Bix Biterbeck from a sack of soybeans. Uh, then they expect me to ask my listeners to pay money to support all the other DJs equally. That uh, sounds like the road to communism to me. I think you people should accost Ken Friedman and ask him to replenish the budget for this program. I'm surrounded by knaves and poltroons. No, no, I don't mean you, Rotabelle. Anyway, let's get back to the music on the old Codger Radio Show on the financially and often artistically bankrupt WFMU. Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. The profession is overcrowded and the struggle is pretty tough. And admitting the fact she's burning to act, that isn't quite enough. She has nice hands to give the wretched girl her due, but don't you think her bust is too developed for her age? I repeat, Mrs. Worthington, sweet Mrs. Worthington, don't put your daughter on the stage. Regarding yours, dear Mrs. Worthington, of Wednesday the 23rd, although your baby may be keen on a stage career, how can I make it clear this is not a good idea for her to hope, dear Mrs. Worthington, is on the face of it absurd. Her personality is not in reality exciting enough, inviting enough for this particular sphere. Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. She's a bit of an ugly duckling, you must honestly confess. And the width of her seat would surely defeat her chances of success. It's a loud voice, and though it's not exactly flat, she'll need a little more than that to earn a living wage. On my knees, Mrs. Worthington, please, Mrs. Worthington, don't put your daughter on the stage. Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. Though they said at the School of Acting she was lovely as Peer Gint, 
I'm afraid on the whole an ingenue role would emphasize her squint. She's a big girl, and though her teeth are fairly good, she's not the type I ever would be eager to engage. No more butts, Mrs. Worthington. Nuts, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage.
that the world will stop and smile with you. Why not grin, even when the others win? Smile and take it on the chin when blue. Don't mind the raindrops. Wait till the rain stops. There you'll find the sun laughing at life. No road is lonely if you will only smile through the tears, laughing at life. Final set of music. We 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 heard uh, Noel Coward and don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Frankie Trumbauer uh, with Big Spiderback and Eddie Lang did uh, for no reason at all in C. We heard an encore from uh, Joe Benuti and Eddie Lang, uh, Apple Blossoms, and Ruth Heading closes out the show with Laughing at Life. Well, that's the end of this program for this week. We'll be back next week with the GOAT and with another spectacular edition of the old Codger Radio Show. Except no substitutes. There's another radio station that recently launched a show called the Alter Cocker Radio Show. And the DJ boasts that he plays records that are going out of style, like these here 78s. That's so stupid. And then he says other slogans like, I have things that are older than you, like my shoes. <sighs> oh, God. He tried hiring away my administrative chief, Dora Bell Pancake, but I pay her ten cents an hour above minimum wage, and there's no way the altered cocker could match that. We run a very professional operation here at the Old Codger Radio Show. So I'll be back next week uh, with the goat, who will have a name by then, suggested by a listener. He's been soiling the pouting shanty. I may have to tie him up outside. 
Maybe I'll ask Sears customer service about the mix-up with the free cat. Anyway, old cards are back next week. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, New York City, and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. To Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. I'm Hardy White. Join me now, won't you, as we travel together through time and space, but it doesn't seem like we're really going anywhere. But we are. Oh, we're always moving in a direction. I assume. I really don't know. I don't remember. But I try to remember, and you, my friend, are my constant reminder. Spinoza Travel Systems brings you another in its series of programs on science. Humans' insistence on understanding nature's laws. It is written, now the time has come. There are things to realize. Time has come today. Time has come today. Time. What is time? When we try to say what it is, it eludes us. Yet we can measure it from the tiniest fraction to the largest megafraction. We know it when we see it, but it changes. We talk about it and say something is past, or present, or hyper-present, or imaginary future, or fixed future, or mutable past. But how long is it? And when is what is when? How many licks and their duration under the sun from season to season, tick-tock, wimby, woo-woo, gasha, mahal? This is time. To begin our examination of time, we need a sturdy examination table on which we can dissect all the difficult ideas that will lead us to what we assume is an understanding. To do that, let us journey into the vast universe of planets and stars and galaxies and skumagami, like living refrigerators with spindly arms and an attitude. In that universe, let's imagine a planet with a civilization that doesn't understand time. There, we'll give it a name. Planet Mirnu, and one of them would like to set the clock. What time is it? Dumb question. Be more specific. What time is it, please? Not more polite, more specific. What time is it now? What do you say? Please. Still a bad question. Look, I just want to set my watch. Watch? Why do they even call it that? No, no observational humor in my presence. Why do you even need to know this so-called time? You have somewhere to be? Just right here. Are you answering the phone for the time and temp number? No. You operating mass transit? No, I just want to make sure my watch is the right time. You have been time traveling for how long now? I don't know. Exactly. If you've learned anything, and there's a good chance you haven't, it's time is not only relative, but doesn't really apply to anyone in this house or the house. But how will I know when my favorite TV show is on? Oh, look, it's on right now. Spinoza 
How did that happen? I'm telling you, there's no time here. How long have we been friends? Days? No, not days, years. How old do you think I am? Oh, I don't know, pretty old. I'm six years old like you. But if you count just the days we're actually talking, maybe just days old, probably one day. I don't get it. Our lives are not measurable by the standards of those who observe us. We fail to exist when we're not observed. Oh, SAS per capi. You're here when the show is on. What show? But when you're not, you don't exist, and you probably don't even realize it. So, some aliens, listeners, are listening to us, but when they aren't listening, we aren't alive. Or dead. I don't get it. You don't get it because you aren't supposed to. Hey, guys, what are you talking about? Time. Oh, no. Butchie says that time in our world is different from time in the world that is observing us. Okay. Is that how we can time travel? Do we live in a world in which time is irrelevant? Space, too. So I just go to different time or space by thinking it. To be is to perceive. It's all experience, man. You think you're somewhere, you're somewhere. Maybe only to you, but it's real to you. I want to go to the time when we first met. Okay, here we are. Well, nothing has changed. Look, man, the details aren't important. You don't remember them right anyway. Were you here, Hardy? I am now. I thought we met in my front yard. All right, boom, we're in your front yard. I can't remember what you were wearing. Can you help me? Do you remember? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. How would I know? If there were only a picture. Here you go. Here's a picture of the time you guys first met. How about that? I don't think that's from then. The yard looks right. Do you see how inexact this is? It happened to us, maybe. But we can't recreate it. And you will never remember the things you never noticed. And if I show you a picture, that's not remembering. Butchie's right. Things are a lot vaguer than you want to even know about. If you think you'll make sense of the world from the weird, shadowy impressions that we retain from our senses, good luck. Hardy, talk me through this. Oh, right. The misrememberer leading the misremembering. I'm going to try to explain time to you based on just my experiences. That's all I really have to offer. I'm not a scientist, and I'm not a philosopher, and I'm not an expert in anything, and I've already forgotten what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to be very useful, other than to be just another example of a human being who is experiencing something that they do not understand. My memories are unreliable. I remember some things, other things I forget. I remember a little... A German I learned in school. Uh, who was that little German? I don't know. Uh, a little of the language is what I meant. But I don't, re gosh, I don't remember where I heard that joke first. And I don't really remember always from one moment to the next. Sometimes I'll experience memories from the distant past, like when I was a little child or something, and my mother said, we're going to give uh, Timmy silly sand for his birthday because you've been invited to his birthday party. So that day at school, I said, Timmy, we're giving you silly sand. And he said, you've spoiled it, and I already have some silly sand. I said, Mama, I told 
Timmy that we're going to give him silly sand. And he said he already had some. So can I keep it? And she said, why did you do that? And I, I thought maybe secretly I knew that he had some and I wanted to keep the silly sand. But my grandfather was against it because it stained. Now I have before me a pile of photographs. I just found them in a box. I was cleaning some things out. And I thought it would be interesting to go through them and see just how good or bad 